You are listening to Astrology, the Amateur Astrologers podcast. Welcome back, masters of ass and amateurs of astrology. I'm Rachel. And I'm Audrey. Hey, everybody. What is up? I feel like I sing that hey every time. I don't think you do. Oh, that felt new to me. Okay. <laughs> so today, um, ooh, yeah, I always, <laughs> I get nervous when I cough now. It's just a thing, okay, <laughs> socially. So, um... Yeah, today we're drawing upon current events. Current events, indeed. And we're going to kind of ask the question about what makes a good leader astrologically. Yeah, which I'm excited about. I'm excited because it feels like we're like, ooh, breaking the mold. Mm -hmm. Definitely. We are breaking the mold. We're going into more like social contexts. We're looking at how people relate to not only each other on more like personal relationships which I think we've done quite a bit about yeah now we're yeah. looking at like society as a whole the world mm. as a whole um, we're expanding our knowledge mm-hmm. amateur just leveled up hell yeah but still amateurs <laughs> always always repping the amateur yeah. what's your internal weather today Rachel what's mine oh my god um my internal weather is like I feel like it's changed a lot today. I feel like right now it's like kind of gray, kind of muggy. Mm. But then like this morning, I was like uh, feeling like beautiful autumnal sunshine, no breeze, blue sky. Mm -hmm. But I'm just fucking tired now. Yeah. I'm a bit sweaty. Yeah, great time to record a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What's your internal weather? (laughs) You you just did this little noise that was so weird. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to hear that back. Let's just leave that in. It's a little nugget for everybody. uh, Yeah, I hope the the mic picked it up. Um, What is my internal weather? So when I asked you that, I checked in with myself very quickly to be like, what's the impulse? Were you not listening to me? I was listening to you, but you it was like, fucking, I was, I swear. Oh, I think we need to go to couples counseling. <laughs> um, it was a really quick kind of like, ooh, what am I feeling? And then it like hit me really quickly and then I was listening. Uh-huh. Um, and for me, I think that was like uh, some sort of ice bath, like a really icy river, but really strangely like hot day. Oh. So mm. it might not make sense like, doesn't have like to make scientifically, sense. Scientifically, you know, climate-wise, but that's it. Fair. I like it. Cool. Thanks. Can do you want to uh, introduce us into the next? Yeah. Into, into what we're doing. Like, so, what what do we mean by leaders? leaders. What, are, what are we talking about? So, in case you didn't know, guys, um, a pretty exciting thing happened on Saturday. Yeah. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris won the US election. Well, really, it was happening all week. Yeah, it was, but they actually won. I mean, it was projected. It was, yeah, but we knew on Saturday (laughs) that they'd won. Um, Obviously, if you're Donald Trump, you might disagree with this. Um, Mm. But uh, he probably listens to it. Yeah, Donald. Gemini bitch. Get over yourself. Yeah. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Um, This is super, super exciting. It was a pretty stressful week, wasn't Mm. it? Um, We were a bit tense. I think Mm. most people were a bit tense. Um, And I think that can be said, I'm sure, I can't imagine what it must be like to be living in the US right now, but I know even in the UK, we definitely felt... For sure. Felt the... Felt the tension. Felt the feelings. Everybody was glued to the news. Yeah. Um, 
But so we wanted, we thought it would be nice to do something kind of topical and kind of, as Audrey said, like about current affairs and kind of look at astrology and leaders and leadership and kind of pose some questions for ourselves about what astrologically makes a good leader, what is leadership and like particularly what does that mean in a kind of anti-capitalist sense that feels kind of important to us and the way that we approach astrology. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of also what can what can we gain from this? What can we harness from our own charts and through our lives to nurture our own leadership qualities? Because I think it's really important at least what I learned looking at this is there is an expectation about astrological leadership and there is a reality about it. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, maybe I should mention this later, but like everybody could be a good leader. Yeah. It's about how you how you nurture that aspect of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Yeah. And I think something that's really important that I want to make a distinction about is that we're kind of talking more about the emotional quality of leader, leader, leader mm-hmm. rather than the kind of, like bastardized version of leader that's happened through the patriarchy and capitalism that predominantly exists through the world however we will tap into that as well we will tap into that um and i also want to talk about the fact that obviously that that perspective on leaders um in society is like pretty western is very very western Mm. um and really stand up for the fact that there are some amazing cultures as particularly indigenous cultures um that work from a perspective of maybe matriarchal societies or um societies outside of a gender binary um yeah so there are lots of different parts of this you could we could talk about this for many 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 months Mm -hmm. but we're gonna kind of like do a little snapshot about leadership and astrologer yeah Astrologer. Astrologer. Welcome to Astrologer. <laughs> the you Amateur Astrologer Podcast. Astrologer. <laughs> <laughs> the Amateur Astrologer's Podcast. Yeah. So, shall I jump in with this? the start of this next bit? You definitely can. We're going to talk about the signs. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about the signs not necessarily as a sun sign, um, because someone can have a, this sign in many of their placements in many of their planets so um it's kind of like like you could say both of us are sun and taurus so we can identify with taurus energy but at the same time i will think about say reading the pisces one as my moon so mm. i would think of it in context of my emotional self um and then i would say probably risings also have a lot to do with it especially leaders being in a public eye and rising being your facade definitely and so i would kind of think about these signs not just as your sun sign but as all the different kinds of signs yeah yeah, yeah yeah and i guess this we're gonna pose this kind of question to ourselves after this about what makes a good leader but i think what's important to point out as i've kind of said the all doesn't matter what sign you are and also doesn't really matter what placement it is in your chart anyone could be a good leader um it's about how you harness like the fundamental nitty-gritty what's the word i'm looking for well it's it's how you harness the kind of the the evolved parts of these signs yes yeah because all of these signs have unevolved and evolved aspects Mm -hmm. and um so unnecessarily like widely respected sign as a leader say like capricorn which again we'll look into Mm. will have unevolved aspects that actually make it a really awful leader yeah Yeah, as well as evolved aspects that will make it a great leader definitely um so we're going to go through each sign and talk about the kind of fundamental qualities that that 
that uh, enable them to positive leadership. Mm. So I'm going to do the first six. Um, so I'm starting with Aries. Um, obviously, this is like the first sign in the zodiac. They're very action oriented, and that can be incredibly useful in a leadership role. Um, they're also so motivated, very direct, very confident, and also have that fiery determination that like pushes them forward. Uh, moving on to Tauruses, Taurus, the first earth sign, we've got huge pragmatism, huge sense of fairness and justness. And also because Tauruses are so um, set in the sense of like wanting to experience pleasure, wanting good goodness around them, they're very supportive in terms of leading a, a group of other people. They like to provide for themselves and like to provide for other people. They like comfort. Yeah. It's like want to make everyone feel comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then also incredibly independent, incredibly grounded. And I guess the independence aspect is also what could be used on the flip because Tauruses are sometimes not very good team players. Yeah. And so depending on the leadership role might be challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gemini's amazing in the sense that they're so social, they're super friendly, they're so warm. They're kind of big picture perspective people. And in that sense, they're very, very good delegators. Um, they're, they're one of those people who's super good at holding the bigger idea and then giving smaller intricate things to other people to build that thing. Mm. Uh, moving on to Cancer, we've got the the first, I guess, really sensitive leader. Um, super friendly and provider leadership style that's more nurturing, more supportive, um, very practical still, um, and very sensitive to the people that they work with. And they're also prone to having a fail safe. So they're normally people who have a backup plan, which can okay. be very useful. Um, Leo's super dominant, super passionate, super outspoken, probably really good in situations where they're tackling the status quo, I think is a really good point here. Um, their ambition is so useful and they're also big risk takers. And I think that can be as important as it can be diff- like detrimental mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, one more, sorry, yeah. I was like, where am I at? <laughs> um, finally, for me, Virgos, the kind of listener, the good advisor, um, can be very flexible in the opposition to the Gemini who are big picture. Virgos are super meticulous. They like the intricacy of the detail. Um, and with that comes a super great sense of purpose as well, which is mm. a great driving force. Yeah, and you can start to see the patterns of the elements in here as well. Mm. Reading like Aries and Leo, both very passionate, motivated, action-oriented in some kind of way. Um, but potentially are lacking the emotional quality that say cancer or you know yeah so you'll see the element um the elements come up in patterns as well and so then we have libra libras are about interpersonal harmony fairness um they're very diplomatic Mm. so and we'll also probably see lots of libra qualities come up in in well-known kind of political leaders yeah definitely um because of this aspect and uh, great at delegation, similar to Gemini, and I think that's an air sign thing, and collaboration. It's about communications, it's about this kind of interpersonal relationships and connections mm. and fairness, and um, as we know, Libra is shown by the scales. Then we have Scorpio. Scorpios are strategic, they're mm. savvy, they can be exclusive, and so that can be a good thing in some ways where um, they're kind of seeking connections so they can be well connected people with exclusivity Uh, and kind of like membership stuff and i don't know you can think of that in some ways maybe it's more kind of elitist not sure Mm. depends on where it's placed um but 
in this also aspect, because they are a little bit like mysterious, they're intimidating and on the flip side, well-respected. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so Sagittarius, um, these are visionaries, as we know. They're big dreamers. Mm. They bring people together. Um, they're ruling like the ninth house as well. So they're like, they love lots of friendships. Big yeah. friend groups, yeah. you know? Um, so they love bringing people together, especially of diverse experiences. So they're interested again with like foreign things. Mm. So they will have kind of a mindset outside of what just is their kind of like home base in their experience. They'll be interested in everybody's. Yeah. Um, which is great. And uh, also, I wrote peppy because they're also just <laughs> like happy true. people. Yeah, they're optimistic people. Yeah, super optimistic. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be quite good as a leader because it means like if you hit a shitter, you're the person who's going to lift all the other mm-hmm. people up and keep and it going. And there's a lot of shitters. Yeah, and there's a lot of shitters. Yeah. And then we have Capricorn. Uh, as we know, Capricorns are known to be quite serious because they're they're literally known for their crazy work ethic. Mm. Very ambitious. Um, they also uh, are ruled by Saturn, which is the planet of structure and stamina. So there's a perseverance here. Um, they have very high standards and a lot of integrity as well. Mm. And then we have Aquarius. Um, Aquariuses are friendly. I mean, they're uh, ruled by the 11th house, so they're friendly and popular. They have like wide social circles. Mm. Um, Humanitarian, they're very forward thinking, future thinking, and they have radical ideas. They're always trying to push the boundaries of the traditional, Mm. trying to leave the traditional and enter something that's new and um, needed for this moment in time. Yeah, they're like the innovator, right? Mm -hmm, Very Mm. innovative and rebellious. then Pisces, last but not least. Uh, Pisces is super empathetic. Uh, Pisces are the healers. They're very non-hierarchical. They're deeply emotionally in tune with the collective. And so, again, there can be tough points to this because you lack the kind of, like, action-oriented qualities. You might lack the um, practicality mm. um, that you might see in, like, a Capricorn or, like, a Taurus or a Virgo. Um, but super, super, super connected to the collective and empathetic and something as we know in leadership is crucial is empathy yeah massively so those are the signs uh we went through it we like smashed through it yeah yeah i think it's good to like set those as a kind of base layer Mm -hmm. for the kind of the questions that we're going to pose next next so what do we mean by a by a leader first and foremost yeah. like what it, what is a leader yeah because when i think of leaders i mean you could have it from the smallest scale of leader of like your group project at uni or <laughs> you know or like um leader of a like a director mm. of some sort um and these can be in hierarchical or non-hierarchical ways as well because someone can lead something in a way that's not a dictatorship yeah um and then you can have it at the highest levels of leadership obviously of of countries then you can also have it like cultural leaders thinking like artistic leaders cultural mm-hmm. leaders um leaders in like media and then also like activist leaders yeah obviously yeah, um, yeah, yeah. movement i think you can we can take it back to even more fundamental ideas of like as a child in the playground or on the field who are the people who other people follow or the people who other people are drawn to mm-hmm. um and who, who are the organizers who are the organizers you know? who who are good at managing different people to me leadership is all about interpersonality and interpersonal relationships with other mm-hmm. people um and so like who are the people who can 
who can manage different personalities, different quirks, different flaws. Mm -hmm. Like, how can they sit that together in something that works and that kind of functions in a way that's beneficial for whatever... The purposes. The purposes, the intention is. Um, But then there is also, like, cultural leader. That's a really good point because often those kind of people are pinpointed and they actually work in isolation. They don't have a direct link necessarily Mm -hmm. to the follower. Yeah, and that's why I think like that that that's where the kind of watery leadership comes in mm. because there's this creative leadership that seeps underneath surfaces of like society. Yeah, yeah. That are maybe go unnoticed in some ways, so maybe aren't super public, um, but mm. they influence our emotions. Yeah, they influence our um, kind of consumption of culture and art. Mm. So there's something cool in that. Um, and then I was thinking about what we mean by good and bad. You know, like a good and bad leader. Leader, yeah. Um, and I mean, this is going to be quite subjective, right? Because, for sure. like, also, like, we're, I mean, like, I hope you guys know us pretty well by now, but we're who we are. Um, and there are, so what would you say is a good, shows good leadership? Um, there's so many things. I, I was brainstorming because I was like, what, what is a good leader to me? And, I was thinking about qualities that I like, qualities that are like um, inclusive, mm. um, both inclusive, but also someone that recognizes individual efforts and individual contributions and like creativities. Mm. I think that's really important in leadership. Um, something, somebody that can unify, mm. somebody that can hold also hold differences at yeah. the same time with with this unity. Um, also, someone that is um, interesting, charismatic, fun, like mm. optimistic. I really admire optimism. Yeah. And that is that is something that I want to follow. And that's mm. something that also I want to be. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about all those things. And I also was looking up this like company. It was like a, like a corporate website. Oh, something right. About like what's bad leadership. And I guess... I, I mean, I agree with a lot of these, but it's just, it's funny that you can't exactly, I don't know, they're all in context of some certain things. Mm. But like bad leadership to this website was lack of empathy, blaming, fearing change, bad listeners, inconsistent, lacking communication skills, not recognizing individual achievement. Mm. To me, there's like a really big one that list doesn't have, which is um, an inability to admit failure or a bit mm. wrongdoing. Mm. To me, that is a huge mark of somebody who is not a very good leader. Yeah. Because like I know, I, I've always considered myself quite a good leader. And that's something I found really difficult to to do especially as like a child and a teenager being able to be like you know what i'm in the wrong i've done this wrong um admitting failure is so difficult it's so difficult and it's difficult for most people like and that's okay but i think like there are some people and maybe donald trump at present is is a (laughs) good marker but there are some people who cannot admit failure to the detriment of their work and that's a huge to me that's a huge mark of a bad leader yeah um it's, yeah. it's it's just not recognizing that you're a human. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's I find it funny actually at school at the moment. I work in a school context for mm. urinal bleeds. Mm. Um and kids kids a hundred percent will pull you up when you fuck up. A hundred percent. Yeah. And so like it's it's like a, every time it happens, it's like a really positive ego death for me. Yeah. Um because because like the whole construct of school positions me in a position of authority over them. Mm-hmm. But when I mess up they're, and they're like, oh, miss, you got it wrong. And I'm like, 
no yeah, yeah i have got it wrong i'm really sorry <laughs> and that that means quite a lot for them mm-hmm. because it, a lot of teachers don't they get really angry and really cold yeah. It does. It does, I think, when working with kids. And it does also, from my experience of being a kid as well, it means a lot to have an authority figure or an adult in your life say that they fuck up. Mm. And um, I'm, I'm training to be a DMP, um, dance movement psychotherapist. Yeah. And uh, in one of our workshops, um, the lecturer was talking about um, how she actually messed up in that moment. And we uh. kind of like all paused. And she was like, oh, I got it wrong. I got it wrong. And she was like, never be afraid to admit that you got it wrong because mm-hmm. kids will pull you up on it. Kids literally will be like, miss, you fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. No, literally, and, literally. And, and you're like, yeah, I did. But because it shows, it shows you as a role model mm. to be like, that is very human. Yeah. That is just as okay as not fucking up. Mm. Is fucking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? It's like today in maths, I don't know how you fucking do long division. <laughs> I'm trying to do long division with two kids who like find maths really difficult and and I'm trying to do it and they're like miss like you're not doing it right <laughs> and I'm like yeah no I'm not I'm sorry I don't know how to do long division but I was too embarrassed I, I, I had a bit too much ego to call over the actual maths teacher to be like can you show them how oh, to do it no. but we got I just used the calculator in the end Oh shit! and I do often tell them a lot in maths I'm like guys don't worry when you get to my age you just yeah, use a calculator yeah also in a few years they will be using a calculator, calculator yeah and they'll but forget just I like I just you don't have. get it and I, I, I was talking about it and I was like you know what guys it's meant to be a bus stop but like you right. know like most bus stops don't have a fucking roof anyway I didn't say that to my kids I said that to my co-workers wait the thing is supposed to be a bus stop yeah you know in long division oh I didn't know it was they like used that. to call it at my school a bus stop interesting and I used to be like, well, it was fucking useless. Most bus stops don't have a roof anyway. Most of them are broken. Don't have a screen telling you when the bus is coming, do they? I Pointless. A lot of them do. Anyways. <laughs> I hate math. So what? So did you answer the question about what you think a good leader is then? I didn't, no. Can you do that? What do I think is a good leader? Uh, a listener. Uh, like, I think being able to listen is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess someone who can navigate like and I think you kind of spoke to this someone who can navigate difference someone who can navigate like multiple very complex ideas to find something that becomes whole Mm. and that's something I really admire in other people Mm. when they have a capacity to see like a way through right and like and I think that's a creative thing as well I think that's a huge creative thing that we really undermine like that actually leadership is a massively creative thing um Mm. yeah someone who can accept when they fail yeah definitely yeah for sure 100% yeah I'll be the one you call all your friends about I don't know the song you don't know the song I'm gonna play it for you after okay um so then I was thinking about historically in leadership Mm -hmm. um what astrological aspects do renowned leaders kind of have yes and I was like this is interesting and so I broke them up into powers for good and powers for evil (laughs) now this is very biased obviously but I also fully um am not going to apologize for that yeah powers for good 
first one I brought up was Nelson Mandela, mm-hmm. obviously former president of South Africa, anti-apartheid activist, revolutionary. Um, Nelson Mandela had sun and cancer, moon and Scorpio, and ascendant and Sagittarius. Ooh. Yeah. So we got water, water, fire. And I loved hearing that there is a sun and cancer as a, a freaking president. Yeah, me Because too. that's just like... I don't know. Cancers is just so innocent and cute. And then I'm like, yeah, you're the fucking leader of a country, <laughs> you know? But I think it's like the... You call... As a cancer, you can call on that nurturing quality. Mm-hmm. You call on that capacity to heal, capacity to share healing, allow yeah. other people to heal and support them. Like, and that's then, so powerful. And then Ascendant Sagittarius, having your Ascendant Rising being your facade and Sagittarius being... a freaking optimistic person yeah you know someone that's like i'm lucky i'm successful Mm. i'm optimistic and i'm here to inspire yeah you know um and then i also i was really interested that um his jupiter and pluto were both in the seventh house and so i was thinking jupiter obviously whatever house it's in it um has a great capacity for expansion and jupiter Mm. also ruling up ruling sagittarius as well being the big optimist Mm -hmm. um and in the seventh house, this is about, um, again, ruled by Libra, right? The seventh house being um, not only one-to-one partnerships, but also, like, justice. And then Pluto having a power in this placement as well. And so that being a great place, the seventh house, for um, justice, freedom, um, like, oh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Um, like retribution yes yes you know yeah and so i thought that was really great and then you have mars in libra in the 11th house mars in libra is a mars that is um always seeking peace harmony and again justice Mm, it's a huge action here Mm -hmm. huge action and also goes against a lot of what mars wants as well in some ways because mars wants an aggression Mm. mars wants the anger and it is angry yeah, Not to say yeah. that Mars and Libra is angry. It is angry, but it's angry in a really kind of like even, Quite equal calculated way. calculated way as It's well. all about equality. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then this in the 11th house just says a lot too because the 11th house is um, a, a house ruled by Aquarius. And so it's a house that is um, all about rebelliousness, radical ideas, hmm. future thinking. And I think we're going to talk about the 11th house quite a lot because a lot of political leaders have stuff in the 11th house. Oh, cool. Because it is, it's, it's society mm. on a really, like, social level. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know that sounds stupid, society on a social level, but that's in, in comparison to when I say society on, like, the 12th house level, which is in an underground, deep, emotional level. Yeah, This yeah. is, like... Like Community, structures, communities, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. social mu- movements. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Go on, Nelson. Yeah. So then we have Frida Kahlo, and I wanted to add Frida Kahlo in because um, she was a cultural leader. Yeah. Uh, an artist, and also Sun and Cancer. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, more Sun and Cancer. And then we have Moon and Taurus. Oh, she's like me, but flipped. Yeah. And then Ascendant Leo, and. Um, this to me already already said something interesting. I was like, yes, sun and cancer again. And then moon and Taurus being kind of like just a emotionally kind of clear and grounded individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which, you know, I get from Frida. Mm-hmm. And then Ascendant Leo, charismatic, 
interesting, so, playful, creative, mm, you mm. know? And so that, like, that charisma drives you forward, drives yeah. you to other things. And it will yeah. make people want to look at you. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. It's interesting to people, mm. you know? And then moon in the 10th house and moon being the emotions and 10th house being public very interesting having your emotions displayed in the public sphere yeah okay which comes through from um you know biographies comes through from art mm. having your if you think about art being like a manifestation and expression of our emotions and this is in the public eye it makes complete sense that she's a famous art, yeah. art famous artist right 100 percent. um and then pluto venus jupiter sun and neptune all in the 11th house Holy fuck, and that's so a this huge is one. Revolutionary, game changer, mm. future thinking, pushing the boundaries, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And reaching across these levels of society, mm. communities. Mm. And reaching across the self as well. Mm -hmm. Community being integral, in, integral to the self in so many different areas. Mm -hmm. Like power, personal powers in community. Like, l like your relationships one-to-one -one are in that space mm -hmm. like and so forth like yeah that's mm. yeah good shit mm. and then um last but not least for our powers of good um martin luther king jr who was obviously a minister and activist for the civil rights movement in yeah. the states um he had his son in capricorn moon and pisces in ascendant taurus which is <laughs> Just so you know, like me, um, except sun and ascendant is flipped. Flipped, yeah, but yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I have the same essential three. Um, <laughs> but you know, sun and Capricorn, um, fucking goal oriented, ambitious, mm. structured, clear. They defined. are like the stereotype leaders in mm -hmm. the zodiac wheel, right? Definitely. Yeah. And then Moon and Pisces, being, and I can speak on an experiential level being really emotionally in tune mm. being really creative and like really imaginative yeah very yeah, imaginative yeah. um and then ascendant taurus coming across in a very like calm clear. pragmatic mm. Mm. straight mm. in there yeah exactly and then i think ascendant taurus is such a good place it is it's fantastic and then venus and moon and pisces in the 11th house so i said oh, wow. moon and pisces was before so is venus and pisces which we both have actually too mm. um and that is all in the eleventh house. And again, we were talking about these, this eleventh house because I'm, I would say, the tenth, eleventh, twelfth. You can also include like the the upper quadrant of <laughs> of the zodiac wheel mm. is concerned with the public. Yeah, the yeah, public yeah, yeah. eye. And so it's not weird that all these famous people, both historical and current, are going to have a lot of these upper quadrant placements mm. because they're in the public eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah not to yeah. say that that you're not you're not gonna be famous if you don't have that but what? it's quite it's quite common mm. um so very interesting so then he also had uh, oh sorry the 11th house so yeah venus and moon in the 11th house again this is really revolutionary radical thinking mm. and then we have mercury in aquarius which aquarius is ruled by the 11th house i'm sorry if this mm. gets confusing but mercury in aquarius so this is um a communicator who is really airy which is great because it strands across really really radical will kind of like push the boundaries mm -hmm. through the way they communicate but also super social yeah. because it's air oh my god that's like so powerful considering i have a dream mm -hmm. isn't mm -hmm. it super powerful and then mercury also being then in the 10th house the 10th house of the public eye um and also mercury in the 10th house people have because the 10th house is ruling the public it's also ruling authority 
and ruling hierarchies. And so people with Mercury in the 10th house, when they speak, they speak through authority. They not um, only speak with authority, so people will listen to them. They're people that, like, you really mm. will listen to. But they also know how to speak to authority. Oh. Damn, son. Fantastic. Yeah. I, know, I have a few wow. people that I know of in my head that I'll let you know after, so I don't, you know, mm. disclose, yeah, yeah. disclose their names. But um, Oh, wow. Makes a lot That's of sense. That's my favorite so far. That's fucking makes a phenomenal. Lot of sense. Go yeah. on, Martin. So now we're going to go to the darker side of historical... The dark side of the force. (laughs) (laughs) Darker side of historical uh, leaders. So we have Hitler, and under his occupation, (laughs) I put absolute shitbag. Yeah, there's no, no, um, you know, making it cute here. Um, So Hitler had... um, Wait, before I go into Hitler, all I want to say about these kind of, like, for evil situations, mm. these the leaders that we're going to bring up, is these are people, obviously everybody is born with a certain specific snapshot of the sky, their birth chart. Um, there's nature versus nurture within mm. it, right? There's all these different things. Um, and I find interesting with looking for a lot of these kind of unpopular leaders is how have these placements... Um, worked through their shadow parts instead of their evolved parts yeah yeah yeah. that's what i was kind of looking Mm. at here so we have sun and taurus moon and capricorn ascendant libra so oh immediately sorry to interrupt you i think selfish well if you think about ascendant libra being like the facade Mm. libra or air signs can also have a really fake quality yeah very fake very superficial Mm. so uh, showing yourself as someone's very superficial, right? But also potentially manipulative in showing yourself as quite an equal person. Yes, right? okay, yeah. But emotionally, your moon's in Capricorn. Emotionally, you're ambitious. Emotionally, mm. you're goal-oriented. Yeah, emotionally, yeah. you want to get to the top. And also, emotionally, you can perhaps appear quite cold. Uh-huh. Is a big thing that yeah. can come up here. Yeah. But yeah, and then that Sun Taurus is like, as an essence, you... I think if you don't nurture a self-awareness with a Taurus sun, mm-hmm. you can be very selfish. You're you can, fixed. You're you, stubborn. Yeah, you're fixed. You're not going to change. No. You're not going to ask for help. Exactly. And then I was thinking Mercury and Aries, which we also both have. We both have sun and Taurus and Mercury Aries. This is weird, man. It, but that's what I'm Fuck saying is that, you, <laughs> is that you can really use use the unevolved parts, you know, mm. and these parts can be really impactful. Does this mean we're dictators? Yeah. <laughs> we, have the, we have the qualities. <laughs> Of a we, have, we have the qualities of Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> um, so Mercury and Aries, again, you speaking in the way you communicate is fiery, is aggressive, is um, like quick. Quite, quite, can be quite dominating. Can be dominating, can be provocative. Can be very direct as well. Uh-huh. Mm. And this being in the sixth house can be paranoid sixth house of, of virgoness right mm. can be meticulous mm. can be um judgmental and critical yeah. because it's virgo right and then i found this interesting i don't know too much about it but saturn in the 10th house and i was like okay saturn being the planet of structure and stamina and rules and regulations and government okay and, and the 10th house, house being, being authority being it's ruled by capricorn being authority being hierarchies being the public mm. so i was like Interesting about the third eye. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. And then I made a um, a kind of you know I I made I made came to a conclusion from looking at the chart as well that Hitler actually doesn't have any planets in water signs, and 
doesn't have any planets in uh, water houses except for Pluto and Neptune in the eighth house. Oh, which now, is Scorpio. Exactly. In the eighth house, as it's we got know, some dark shit in Scorpio it. energy is dark as fuck. Like Cancer and Pisces are cute little little emotional babies, but Scorpio is fucking manipulative. <laughs> Manipulative, paranoid, jealous. Exactly. All the shits. So, like, of... Obviously, they all have unevolved forms, but I would say, like, the scariest of the water signs is Scorpio. Come on. It is the scariest yeah, of the water yeah, signs, yeah. It's right? Like, it's like the dark ocean. Exactly. Yeah. And so, having Pluto and Neptune in that brings excessive power to the eighth house. Pluto in the eighth, right? That's giant for mm. darkness. Um, but also Neptune kind of distorting the quality of the eighth house, which in my opinion, that distorts, and I know I'm looking at this from a very specific mind point, mindset, because I know it's Hitler, but that Neptune um, distorts reality, and the eighth house reality is of birth, death, regeneration, sex, life, these fundamental extremes and qualities and mm-hmm. taboos of life, and if you're distorting that, you're distorting that in a really weird, idealistic way. Way, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are my thoughts about that. And also the fact that he doesn't have any planets in water signs, that's complete lack of empathy. Yeah. yeah I'm not yeah. saying that n- people that don't have any water sign placements completely but it lack could, empathy. it could grow into a lack of empathy. Exactly. So. Hitler's a bitch. <clears throat> now, the other unpopular, unfavorable um, person that was in power, historical figure I um, brought into this was Margaret Thatcher. Uh, former prime minister of the UK and Rachel has put in here um, unapologetically big bitch Um, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, so Margaret Thatcher's sun in Libra moon in Leo ascendant Scorpio so already here we have no earth in the big three Mm. and so obviously sun in Libra as we know Libra is going to come up in these leadership qualities in in politics because of this kind of like Equality, justice, fairness, fairness, fairness yeah. all these things. They're, ironic because she wasn't very fair. It's, it's ironic, yeah. And then Moon and Leo, that's a very dramatic emotional self. It's mm. <laughs> a flamboyant emotional self. I feel that from Maggie, you mm. know? Yeah. And then Ascendant and Scorpio, you know what that means because Rachel has it. Yeah. Intense. Intense. Quite intimidating. Yeah. Mysterious. Like, mysterious. Hidden. Hidden. Like not on the surface at all oh yeah fuck me yeah so then she had mercury mars sun in the 11th house and as i said before this is literally going to come up with a lot of politicians it's going to come up with a lot of popular figures Mm. leaders in the 11th house because their planets their selves are concerned in that aspect of life yeah they're concerned with the 11th house which is like we said communities Mm. big societies big social Mm. spheres um yeah yeah then we have donald trump donald trump and um i labeled his occupation as ass butt um my mom will like that because she likes to say ass butt i like ass butt ass butt it's nice um and i put donald trump in the section of historical figures because he is now in history yeah as a historical as a historical leader so i wouldn't really call him a leader <laughs> yeah that's well this is why it's interesting to look at these kinds of things so sun and gemini moon sagittarius ascendant leo again no earth placements in the main three Ooh. so sun and gemini um 
Now, Gemini men already get a bad rap. I would say Scorpio oh, really? and Gemini men online, at least, and also in my own household. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I love this but, idea that you're on your family. You've like blacklisted yeah, these signs. Yeah, I think we kind of have. No, but there's there's this is a whole episode in itself. But there's some interesting qualities within Gemini men and Scorpio men, and I don't. I'm not gendering this for the purpose of for the kind of superficial purpose of gendering. I'm looking at our experiences in certain physical bodies mm. and looking at how our experiences are different in certain signs and so yeah i'm just mm. i'm gonna say that for now because I this also, could be a whole other episode i also think on, on the note of gemini anyway gemini being like the kind of child air sign if we think about i think we've talked about mm-hmm. this before like each sign in in each um element each sign representing like the inner child, the inner adolescent, the mm-hmm. inner adult, right? Which we've Ge- theorized, by the way. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen this anywhere. No, I haven't seen it anywhere. Yeah. But Gemini being the baby air sign. Exactly. So there's there's a lot of ego there. Yeah. And then also that ascendant Leo being the more adolescent, I would say. Aries being the child. Would you go that way? Yeah. Yeah. And so Leo... Loving the dramatic, loving, loving the limelight. The drama, loving the Always limelight. wants everyone to look at them. Yeah, huge melodrama. Mm-hmm. And then Moon and Sagittarius is just another fucking moon fire sign, which yeah. is just going to amplify the drama, honestly. Yeah, true. Um, so then you have Sun and Uranus in the 10th house. Now, this makes so much sense because people that have 10th house placements, you can often see become famous. They're famous people mm. because they're in the public eye in some sphere. Um, now, sun in the 10th house means they're just, their very essence, their being is in the 10th. I'm pretty sure Kim K has sun in the 10th. Oh, classic. You know, someone that just, their their kind of natural being is being seen and watched and in the eye. Mm. Everybody's watching them, mm. you know? And now Uranus in the 10th house, I fucking think is so interesting because Uranus, whatever house is in, it's completely kind of radicalizes or... Um, um, like pushes to the extreme almost? You could you could say, I wouldn't say pushes to the extreme. The reason I say radicalizes is because it takes away from tradition. It just, oh, I see. It, it I just see. changes the placement. And so if you have your, your Uranus in the 10th house, whatever the 10th house is going to be, it's not going to be a traditional 10th house. Mm. So the public eye isn't going to be traditional. So if you think about him being a fucking like billionaire reality star turned president, yeah, that's that's untraditional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Okay, yeah, I get it. I get so it, it kind of makes sense in that way. Um, like I would say, people that have say um, Uranus in the second house have an unusual or untraditional way of making money. Oh, okay. I understand you. Right? Yeah, I get you. Um, or Uranus in the fourth house have an unusual or untraditional family life. Okay. Get you. Yeah. So whatever Uranus is in, it just makes it untraditional. Yeah. Look, I learned something new, everybody. Yeah, fun. Um, but again, these are my hypotheses as well. So. Hypotheses. 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 So Mercury, Saturn, Venus in the 11th house as well. So again, we have huge ass 11th house placements for these famous ass people. Mm. Now, what I found funny here is that Mercury, Saturn, and Venus in the 11th house for Donald Trump are all in cancer. (laughs) And I wrote there, lol, baby, because he's such a baby. He's such a baby. And because I was like, okay, like, like, I didn't expect him to have lots of water signs, but actually he is an emotional wreck. Yeah, no, this doesn't surprise me. I think Donald Trump needs, like, serious therapy. (laughs) Donald Trump. Did you say Sounded like you said Donald Trump. Oh, I think I said Trump. I don't know. Someone else is going to have to correct me on that. Um, yeah, yeah. He's, he needs serious therapy. 
He's yeah. Ju- he's I mean, deep. they all do, but yeah. yeah. But he's, yeah. I just, I think Mercury, I found that really interesting. The way that he communicates in Cancer, I was like, that's so interesting as a leader because usually you have leaders that are very, like, clear, concise, maybe very charismatic in their communication, mm. which isn't Cancer. Mm. Maybe, um, uh, like, a Capricorn communicator, maybe, a, or in the 10th house stuff where it's mm. very authoritarian. But no, his is in, <laughs> his is a Cancer communicator and... I'm not, I don't want to shit on cancer communicators. I think it's beautiful, but... It can be really whiny. Exactly. I think it's so whiny. I think it's the kind of crybaby thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also this being in Venus, which is his relationships to other people, right? And then also in Saturn. So, I don't know. I thought that was funny. And then Pluto and Mars in the 12th house. Now, I wanted to bring this up too, because I didn't also expect placements in the 12th house the 12th house to me connects to collective consciousness and emotions Mm. and i didn't expect that here and now i have to bring in 12th house is piscean energy piscean energy is beautiful and empathetic but at the same time it also is known astrologically like stereotypically as like the drug abusers as yes. the people who shut down because it's too much, much yeah you know as as the alcoholics mm-hmm. as the, you know it's it's mm-hmm. they're people that are known to distract themselves because the emotions are so deep mm. and so pluto is planet of power so i was like that's very interesting mm-hmm. it being kind of in this 12th house because 12th house is, is like not rooted in reality yeah 12th house is in the psychic sphere it's in the spiritual sphere mm-hmm. and so to have your power in that but to be where he is doesn't work almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. So no shit. Because he's just turned it off. He's turned all of that off, you know? Or it's he's... like, it's almost like he should be a cult leader with that place yeah. instead of a witch. If you think about it, he kind of is. He is. Because he has, he has somehow persuaded seven, what is it, million people. 70 million. Se- yeah, Sorry, there we go. 70 million people. people. Yeah, over that 70 million people. Mm. To follow his ideals. Mm. And that is really interesting to me because I was like, how does that make sense? I'm like, oh, actually, this is like a really emotional thing. This is something that people haven't unpacked any of their racism, any of their homophobia, any of their sexism. And they're following this cult-like leader Mm. in the spiritual realm. Because this Mm. isn't, this isn't, this isn't a social community. Yeah. Yeah, This isn't like out it is out in the open but this isn't like um i don't know there's something culty about it yeah i get you and then mars also being the 12th house is the action in that house and that's just interesting as well so anyways Mm. i think that like i was surprised that he was a presidential leader um because these placements for me feel more culty but then again now that i talk about it it is culty yeah it is culty fuck me that was so interesting Did I ramble too much? I hope that was okay. No, I think I enjoyed that. What? What? what you think I, you enjoyed it? <laughs> no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Sorry, that was not a question. In my <laughs> I had a great time. Um, nice. Uh, some current leaders. Yeah. I'll go through them kind of quickly. Oh, I didn't quite finish this because I didn't have the thing. But That's I, okay. They're not as in-depth as yours. That's okay. We do not have to go no. as in-depth. So, um, these are also people we quite like. Yeah, FYI. Uh, so AOC mm-hmm. was the first one. Hell yeah. Um, 
what an amazing person first oh, yeah. and foremost um so she is a libra sun and aries moon and a sad rising so again that mm. libra is coming through mm-hmm. um and then there's these kind of three houses second fifth and eleventh being quite prominent so um there's something about personal value which is really really important something about creativity and play which i think it like she enjoys like, I, I don't know if you know this, but she sometimes does live streams where she yeah. plays on video games. Yeah, 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 100%. Yeah. And so I find that so fun. And, like, she's also she's also into, like, the internet culture and that how that creatively plays into her political stance, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, again, that 11th house. And when you look at her chart visually, it's, like... Very 11th. So much in the 11th. Of course, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Um, and then I read this interesting article that tied her chart to the the Sibley chart. I don't know if you know about this. It's like mm-hmm. the chart for the USA. So oh, for okay. for when the yeah the, thing, the Declaration which, of Independence was signed. That's the one. Don't really know my US history that well. Oh, um, um, which is currently going through a Pluto return, which is a period of revolution. And because ah. there's this quite distinctive tie between her chart and that Pluto and the USA chart, there's a lot of people making interesting comments about this period of revolution in her presence <gasps> right now. That's awesome. Which I is love sick, that. which I really liked. Snaps. Yeah. Um, next, Kamala Harris. I thought we'd do VP elect and P elect. Yeah, Kamala. Kamala. So um, the really interesting thing I found out about her is she was born on a full moon in Aries mm. and she's a Libra sun and an Aries moon. And that moon-sun opposition... Mm-hmm. Um, is the thing that really pinpoints her active desire for peace, justice, and truth, and puts okay. it in that really that Aries, direct, driven, yeah. passion filled yeah. thing. Um, and then the Gemini ascendant, she's like such a, she's got a a a, a social quality, social quality, yeah. a bubbly That's quality, likable in that sense. Yeah, yeah, massively. Um, and I found this interesting. So. Um, the only thing I really found out about Joe Biden, so mm-hmm. our P-elect, um, is he's a Scorpio Sagittarius sun cusp. Okay. I couldn't find the rest of his chart because okay. the internet was shitty. Like Jamie, shout out Jamie. Yeah, shout out Jamie, um, which I think is an incredibly powerful placement. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the stuff that comes up about Joe Biden is that um, he's he's a big empath. He's a big nurturer he's very emotional and that's a really yeah people kept talking about that during the election cycle as well yeah massively and so that's interesting against kamala who is she's got is it that kamala or kamala kamala is it kamala i think it's kamala my bad it's all good i i think it's kamala, kamala. but i've heard other people say kamala but i think it's kamala kamala mm-hmm. okay we'll go with that my apologies kamala um it'd be funny if i was wrong there. <laughs> mm-hmm. um so her that Aries moon, that real fire, that Libra sun, that real, mm-hmm. like, drive for equality. And Biden's more watery, nurturing thing. And I wonder what Joe Biden's moon is in, actually. And I'm assuming it's probably a water sign. Mm. Um, but then another article I read talks about how uh, they'd done the the natal chart sex thing we talked about in our Sinistry yeah. episode. Yeah. And they talked about how good their charts are together. Oh, the chemistry. They have That's great... great astrological sinistry because they're the prospective flaws each of them might have the other one covers interesting that's really cool which i think is really cool and why they're a really good duo Mm. and i i think like because we're getting political on today's episode i really hope 
they turn things around because they both have some shitty shit in the past. Mm, they do. You know, they really fucking do. And um, obviously anything was going to be better than the cheese puff. But I really hope that this is like... Mm fantastic yeah yeah yeah. yeah. we shall see and we shall fight and we Mm -hmm. shall go because the people need to keep rising definitely doing our thing but um but it is promising to know that they have good chemistry now i'm like okay now make that good chemistry for everyone please yeah (laughs) definitely definitely um yes (sighs) that is a lot and that is good and i love our case studies Mm -hmm. now Uh, I just wanted to also just address kind of what most astrological kind of websites or articles will say when you look at leadership. Mm. And most of them will say that there are four main great kind of leaders. And that is Aries, Leo, Capricorn, and Aquarius. Mm -hmm. And I was interested into why. I mean, we can talk about why. Um, And... Because there's articles that are like, these zodiac signs are natural born leaders. These zodiac signs will be your next boss or make great bosses or whatever. (laughs) It's so hysterical. It's just like, okay, interesting. Ironic because my boss is a Leo. There we go. But but there is, you know, there's something interesting about this kind of leader and follow relationship. Mm. Because I think we have all of those aspects in us to a certain extent. And some of us might have more of a following quality and some might have more of a leading quality. Yeah, yeah. Um, Again, none of them are bad. And I don't want to, like, put this episode out and project that, like, following is a bad thing. No. You know, because there's there's leadership, as we said, in all different ways of life. Mm. Um. But I think what's interesting is this kind of, um, you know, patriarchal, capitalist, colonial perspective of what leadership should be. And I think it trickles into astrology in the kind of like Aries, you know, like super goal oriented action, fire, let's go, direct, Hood, yeah, you know, masculine. And then, you know, the Leo, like, look at me, I'm dramatic, I'm flamboyant. And the charisma, and the, the charisma, charisma seeming, charisma kind of feeling like it's about facade, and then that kind of feeling like that's about, like, masculine. And it's, like, a, it's about me. Me, and it's the macho, and it's like, it's mm. the ego, it's yeah. the big ego there. And then the Capricorn being like, it's all about where we get, it's about the product, mm. you know? Because Capricorn can be very capitalist mm. in some ways. It can be really, like, ambitious and always wanting to get to the top. Yeah, yeah. You know, and in some ways, you can think of it, and I would like to think of it, because I have quite a lot of Capricorn energy, actually, in me, is think of it as not always wanting to get to the top, but always wanting to be on the journey. Mm. You know, like, always being like, ooh, what's the next step? I'm interested. What's the next step? I'm interested. Because that's how I feel, you know? And then Aquarius, which I think is, like, pretty clear, because it's, it's the 11th house ruling stuff. It is the radical thinkers. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Uranus quality. It's the people that are pushing the boundaries of tradition, Mm, mm. you know? Um, So it makes sense as to why these four signs would be, like, depicted as the best leaders in some way. They do all have these really interesting qualities of being charismatic Mm. and being, um, yeah, people want to follow that. Yeah. But I want to point out, none of them are water signs. None of them are water signs. And what the fuck? Yeah. Because I think to make a good leader, like we said, you need empathy. You need empathy and you need to be able to listen. Mm -hmm. And like often it's the water signs who are actually... Observers. Observers. They see. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, For sure. So I think that's kind of interesting. And I just wanted to address the capitalist undertones of all those articles because Mm. it's kind of interesting how we look at that. And also, if you are one of these signs, Aries, Leo, Capricorn, Aquarius, don't be a dick. 
Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like just don't, don't use that power to all of a sudden undermine what the power yeah. is. Because yeah, it's not yeah, a power yeah. anymore if you're using it for your ego. It's not a power if you're manipulating people. It's not a power if you get all the attention, but it's not serving the process or serving the project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's yeah. not a power anymore. Mm. That doesn't make sense. So. Definitely. Don't be definitely. a dick. Yeah. And I think this is kind of interesting because, like, we talk a lot about anti-capitalism, but fundamentally, like, capitalism came from us. It's a human concept. Mm-hmm. It um, came from you and me specifically. Yeah. Audrey and I made it. <laughs> it's revealed. <laughs> exposed. <laughs> um, and so, like, uh, but equally, astrology kind of comes from us too in its interpretation so like these things are often pulled together and so i guess one of the big takeaways from this episode is to think about how do you draw out we've we've talked so much on this pod about drawing out the fundamental bits the bits that serve our growth the bits that self serve us emotionally and now i think it's interesting to me like okay when you take that astrological knowledge and our astrological astrological knowledge (laughs) into the world how do you help it feed to creating a better system for everyone Mm -hmm. so that everyone else can have that these tools to be better at growing better at leading better at supporting Mm -hmm. and that boom hits on something else which is why are we so focused on leadership only yes why don't we talk about um organizing why don't we talk about supporting Mm. why don't we talk about listening why don't we talk about holding yeah holding space Mm. that's huge you know like facilitation now all of these can be branched into something you might call leadership but they also are not in, Mm. in a lot of ways so how can we kind of deconstruct leadership still leaders are amazing we 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 want to follow we want to be inspired Mm. you know but how how can we make leaders just as important as supporting? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then how, once you understand the things you want in your leaders, how do you make them accountable, mm-hmm. right? And I think like this is why this is really powerful, especially looking at the, the uh, leaders working for evil, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, what, would have account- what, would have a, what would a process of accountability set by them, but also set by the people around them have done? Yeah. How would have that helped or hindered the situation? And people tried. We and know, people, yeah. Know people I'm, I'm not trying to say people didn't try. People fucking. Tried. We know people fucking tried. But like, like, and I think this is the this is my big issue. I'm trying not to go on a capitalist rant here, but like the issue with capitalism is that it doesn't ingrain in us this idea that we can hold people accountable. Mm. Yeah, we just we just stay stay. Uh, stay quiet we stay quiet because we're like i'm it's individualist i'm focusing on me i'm focusing on me getting to the goal Mm -hmm. and then you end up with people like hitler in power yeah but let's look at like this is where it's the unevolved parts because then you look at all these people look at all the 11th house placements they have Mm. that is about the community that's not individual that's about the collective that literally is about the collective Yeah, yeah yeah and so how do we tap into the evolved side of the collective? Because mm. they're trying. Clearly, they're trying. There's something in them that leads them to the collective. But yeah. then what's what's drawing them into individualist mm. kind of idea, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. That's, there's that. Damn. Do you have any other takeaways? I had a thought, Chinese? but I don't know if it's still here. Indian? <laughs> Ethiopian? <laughs> I had to make it. I had to do it. <laughs> I do love some takeaway food. Um, oh, I'd kill for an Ethiopian. Oh, me too. Uh. Um, 
I don't know. I don't. It's I feel also like okay I, if not. I, I feel like I, I did have something and then I forgot it. Um, well, maybe if other things come to us, we can put them on our Instagram. Yes, on our Instagram. Um, but yeah, you know what? It's been a really intense episode. But yeah, I had a great time. It needed to be intense. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So where are you ass? Where am I ass? Oh my god, I'm really tired. Yeah, I, I'm really warm. Uh, yeah, are you I'm, warm? I'm, I'm so boiling. What is right wrong now? with our house? I'm like boy. I'm either too cold or too you hot. You are. You do have a blanket. It's just all around my around hips, you. though. Yeah, I know, but it's still like a hot. You thing. You're not now. My hips don't lie. Let's go, Shakira, the um, leader of our nation. <laughs> <laughs> cultural leader um, it's true uh, I'm pretty tired I'm pretty hungry me um, too I'm trying to get back into the swing of working yeah um, but I'm really happy that I'm working again work 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 work, work, work. Rihanna a cultural leader <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I miss my kids a lot mm. and so I'm really happy to be back getting down with the kids oh my go. god little mgmt kids cultural leaders right is it mgmt or is it management oh shit interesting who knows wow if you're listening guys um i think we're devolving currently um yeah i yeah i missed my kids for that reason if i learn a lot from them and like that's really, I think that's really fruitful for me right now in my life. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. Where are you, ass? Where am I, ass? <clears throat> um. Yeah, I'm really warm right now. <laughs> I'm I'm hungry. I'm warm. I'm I'm studying a lot in life. Um, and I feel quite motivated, which is good. I'm in my like study vibes. I. I quite enjoy being at home because it, it makes me really feel really focused. I feel mm. quite like um, I get a lot of reading done and schoolwork done. We're in lockdown for any international lockdown listeners. part two, <laughs> lockdown part two in London. Yeah, and um, yeah, no, I it's for me. I know it's like really rough for a lot of people. Um, for me, I'm quite a homebody, and I think that we can chalk that up to some tourist placements. Yeah, mate. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I do. I really enjoy I it. I feel for the Sagittarius's. Mm, me too. Restless boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I'm doing fine. I'm doing good. I'm just, I just want some water now. Yeah, yeah honestly, my throat is sore. <laughs> honestly, every time my throat gets sore, I'm like, Corona. I know. It's just, oh, it's just so scary. Everything. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Well done if you got to the end. Yeah, fuck. That was a long one. Um, let us know what you think makes a good leader. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. And I think, you know, it's great to kind of unpack the fantastic leadership and supportive and different qualities that you have. That yeah. Can, you can even just be the leader of yourself. Big takeaway. Mm-hmm. Everybody wow. is a leader. We're li- Follow the leader. leader. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we're really, we're, we've hit the cheesy part of the podcast. <laughs> we've, we've really done it all. Um, okay, well... <clears throat> thank you so much for listening thank you so much you don't can, forget to give okay. us a oh sorry were you gonna do? that's fine you do it don't forget to uh give us a wee cheeky follow on uh on instagram we're at astrologers with two s's um you can follow us on our twitter that we never use which is at astrology pod we might mm. use that eventually yeah um you can find me at rachel elizabeth coleman and me at audrey barvey 
on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of it. Okay, yeah. so um, <laughs> see you in the future. But also, time is a construct. Suck my ass. Bye. Bye.